0: Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3 Before. 4 Our Ellesmere campus hosts a monthly coffeehouse style event known as Living Waters Cafe. This month's event will be on Saturday, October 14th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. in Wesley Hall. There will be music from Harps to Halos, Face Value, and Richard Porto. There will also be an open mic time during the evening refreshments will be served. If you would like to sign up to perform, please contact Lisa Kelly at the campus office at 302-998-4584 or email lkelly at ctcde.church. In last weekend's three before video and in the bulletins, we announced that the men's breakfast will be on Saturday, October 14th, and that was incorrect. The date for the men's breakfast is Saturday, October 21st at 7.30 a.m. at the Bear campus. As always, men from both campuses are welcome, and we encourage you to bring a friend. As you prepare for trick-or-treaters to come to your home later this month, our Kids Ministry will be putting together bags of candy that will also include information about our church and info on some of our upcoming events. This is a great opportunity to engage our community with the message of the gospel. We're asking you to help us by donating bags of small, individually-wrapped candy. These can be dropped off at either campus. The bags will be assembled and be ready for pickup in time for Halloween. To learn more, contact April Loper Brown at aloper at Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our ministries by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you be feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship.
1: Morning. morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Whether you're here with us uh, in the room or whether you're worshiping with us online, we want to welcome you. Are you thankful to God for who He is and all that He's done? Amen. Can we stand together as we begin? To, that's all right. Go ahead and give the Lord praise. Let's stand together this morning as we sing His praises and tell Him how thankful we are for all that He's done.
0: Wanting
2: a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. Oh, I'm a vagabond. choice, but to believe my doubts are burning, oh, like ashes in the wind, so, so long to my old friend, burden and bitterness, you can't just keep them moving, oh, you're not welcome here. Yeah, sing it. I am free. Hell, Hell lost another one.
1: you for who you are. We thank you for the things that you do in our lives. You want to hear something cool this morning start off with? Last week, Pastor talked about uh, healing, praying for people to be healed, and the fact that God still works miracles. Well, over the last few weeks and the last several months, actually, I've had a little bit of trouble with my voice. And so I go to my voice doctor about once a year or so just to get checked out. And so I'd gone a couple of weeks ago, And the initial scope that the doctor did showed that I had a granuloma or an irritation on the back of my vocal cords where they come together. And so he said, we want to do another follow-up with you in a couple of weeks and uh, do a stroboscopy to get a better view of it to see where we're going to go from here. And so, you know, I'm immediately thinking voice rest, possible surgery, all these kind of things that are going through my head. Well, on Friday... Uh, was when I had my follow-up appointment with the voice doctor, and I sat down with the uh, speech pathologist, and she put the scope down my throat and uh, looked at it, and she said, I don't see a granuloma. Yeah, come on. Now, thank you for that. Thank you for that applause. But if if you knew how valuable my voice is to me because of what I do, then, I mean, I was... I was leaping for joy out of that chair because there's no irritation there. There's no need for any further uh, pathology or any further examination or anything. God did a healing. He did a miraculous healing uh, in those vocal cords. And I am thankful for that. And so this story, so I don't tell you this story primarily because it's about me. But I tell you this story because it's about God and his power to do whatever he wants to do, to do anything that we ask. He has the ability and the power to do anything that we ask. And so today, whatever you've come into this room with or whatever you're sitting at home with and watching online, whatever kind of stuff we have this morning, we can leave it right here today and not walk away with it because God is able. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your miracle working power. And Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my life, in my body, physically bringing a healing, a miraculous healing to me. And Lord, we rejoice today because of who you are. And God, we thank you that you picked us up and you turned us around. Holy Spirit, we pray you would continue to move among us today as we worship, as we listen to your word, as we fellowship together, that we might be changed. Before we leave here, in the name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Well, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Great day. It's cool outside, fall weather. Love it. I was talking to somebody before the service. I am straight up strictly a summer guy. The hotter, the better. I don't care about humidity. Bring it on. But I do love the fall and the spring, so uh, we'll enjoy this. Now, I hate the winter. I hate winter, and I hate when it gets dark at 5 o'clock. So, mm, come on, somebody. Well, it's good to be in the Lord's house today. We welcome you. If you are uh, new here today, either in the room or online, we want to welcome you especially today. If you're here with us and you're new, when you leave the room today after the service, on the left-hand side of the mall is our Connect Central. We encourage you to stop by there. We have a gift for you. Uh, You can find out about any and all of the ministries that we have going on uh, here at CTC. Have a chance to meet some folks from the church. Ask any questions that you might have. So we encourage you to stop by there. Also for all of you that are regular attenders, that is also the place where you can find out about places you can serve. Uh, We still have some of our acting out brochures that you can fill out uh, where you might have interest in, in serving in certain ministries. And uh, we've had a a really, really good response from that. Uh, But if you're still thinking uh, about serving in some area, you can still get involved in that. At your seats or online is our Connect card that we ask you to fill out whenever you worship with us. Uh, If you're sitting here in the room, uh, you can just pick that up right at your seat and let us know that you're here and who's worshiping with you. Uh, If you're watching us online, we have an online Connect card as well as an online I'm new here. Uh, card so you can uh, check us out that way Uh, also on those connect cards you can let us know about prayer requests or praise reports and as we say uh, on a regular basis as we tell you each week we have groups that meet throughout the week to pray over those needs Uh, we don't just take those cards and then put them in a drawer somewhere Uh, we we understand we we feel the weight of of carrying those and we we bear one another's burdens together amen so will you do that for us God bless you. Thanks again for being here today. Here's Pastor Roger.
3: Good morning, everybody. Wonderful to see all of you here. What a great good morning you gave me this morning. Let me hear you online. Anyway, glad you're all here with us this morning, whether you're online or whether you're here in the room. Uh, it's good to be together. We take this time just to think about the ways that we love, serve, and engage. A little bit of stewardship moment and just think that giving God thanks. Uh, we serve God. We uh, but with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and we love God as, and we love our neighbors uh, as we love ourselves, as what Jesus teaches us to do. So we just focus on these three words, love, serve and engage. And well, the word engage means that we engage with one another, encouraging each other, lifting each other up, helping each other get through the week, get through the day, whatever it might be. And one opportunity that you might have to do that is women, uh, CTC Women's Ministry, line dancing. Woo-hoo! Did I sound a little sarcastic there? Uh, but have fun. Uh, uh, Monday night, tomorrow night, if that's something that's interesting to you, just encourage, uh, encourage each other get some exercise and be healthy. You know, we, we talk about this, this engaging thing, and we have all kinds of groups like this. We're not a social club. We don't have these groups because we're, social, uh, we're a social club. We have these groups so that we can uh, build one another up, encourage each other, share our lives together, and pray for one another and learn together. And that's why we do all of these things. It's part of being a disciple. Jesus calls us to, to live life together. can't do that alone. So uh, we're so glad to have all these things, and I encourage you. You know, I, was just, I was just thinking a few minutes ago, when you come to Christ the Cornerstone, every time you come here, r- r- right now, uh, out loud, name one person that you say hello to before you go home. Who is it? Me? You? <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but somebody else, another, another person that comes to attend. That's your responsibility as part as being a participant here at Christ the Cornerstone to make sure that you're meeting new people and becoming that community of followers together. Whether you've been here 25 years, 50 years or five hours or three hours, uh, we need to be building those connections and relationships with one another as we engage together. All right, enough of that. One of the other ways that we serve is by giving and trusting God. And we emphasize giving and being generous just because it is an act of faith for us to do so. We make a determination. God, you gave this to me. I'm going to give it to you somehow. And I'm going to trust God that you will provide for my needs back here. And we have these scripture verses that remind us, that keep us focused. So let's read one of these verses this morning out loud together that to keep us focused on why it is that we can live a generous life. Let's read this together. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So we praise God that we can be generous. Let's continue worshiping God this morning. I invite you to stand with me as you're in the room. Let's prepare our hearts uh, to, to speak to through song and music and to hear from God this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this opportunity to be one body in our Lord Jesus Christ. God, it's not just Christ the cornerstone. It's Reach Church up the road. It's Connection Church down the road. It's the, it's the Baptist Church around the corner. We thank you, Jesus, that by our faith and our trust in you, we're all united. And what an amazing thing you must be experiencing this morning and perhaps every morning, God, as your people wake up and speak to you. You hear one voice. God, as we sing to you this morning, come and live in the praises of your people. Teach us, guide us, inspire us, and lift us up. We ask this In the name of our precious and powerful Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: Maybe you need something from God today. Maybe you need Him to do something significant in you. Today, because of our faith, because of His power, we can believe. We can trust Him. Let's believe for it today.
2: They say these chains will never break, but they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. We've heard that There is power in your name, so much power. God we believe you we trust you
1: we trust your word we trust in your name that name that is above every name and God we know that when we speak Jesus when we just say the name and acknowledge you and who you are in our lives and who you are as far as this world is concerned that your name is all powerful and we speak your name Things happen in our
2: lives. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your presence. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life, break every stronghold, shine through the shadow.
1: Jesus, we thank you for the power that is in your name Jesus we thank you for the healing, the strength the salvation, the deliverance the overcoming power that there is in the name of Jesus and when we speak that name in our lives into our family into our situations, into our jobs our our homes, our friends our church our world Jesus your name is power Jesus, your name is healing. Jesus, your name is might. Father, we pray that the strongholds in our lives be broken today when we speak the name of Jesus. We thank you for your name, Jesus. God, we thank you that you've given us breath in our lungs. We thank you, God, that you've given us life today. And so we come together in this place this morning, whether we're here or whether we're worshiping online, together with one voice, we lift up praise to you because it's you that gives us the breath to praise. And so, God, we return every blessing that you've given us. We return it back to you in the form of praise. Because great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised.
2: You give life, you are love,
0: you bring
2: light to the darkness. You give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
1: Sing it with us. Great are you.
0: Great.
2: So we pour.
1: Great to be in the presence of the Lord, Amen. It's great to be in the presence of the Lord, and as we transition from this moment, I'm going to invite April and all of our kids who are going to be going to kids' church this morning to to come so that we can pray over you. Our kids are valuable, Amen. They are valuable to the ministry of this church and to the future of our nation and this church. And so, God, we pray today that as our kids' ministry team ministers to our kids, that, God, your anointing would rest on each one, that they would receive from you exactly what you want them to know. And, God, that you would call their name from an early age and that you would pour into them even even today, even now, begin to pour into them and build into them what they will do significantly for your kingdom as their life goes on. We pray for Pastor Roger as he comes to bring the message this morning, God, that you would be exalted and glorified and lifted up. That's our prayer today. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
3: take again these these pamphlets that are on your chair or on, or on the table. Pick that up if you would please and let's open up to the inside. And uh, each week as we're going through this, uh, this part of the series, Acting Out, Playing My Part in the Kingdom of God, we're looking at very specific ways that we as a body, as Christ the Cornerstone, can participate in playing my part. So uh, on the inside, on the far left column, uh, we see the heading Worship We're doing that right now, and you're here playing your part. Uh, Last night, Pastor Bill said something, uh, and he used a particular word, and and he was, I think it was when he was sharing his testimony about being healed, Um, but he he used a word, and as soon as he said that word, my mind just went off in a different direction. And I praise God for the healing that he received. But I'm here to confess that I hear some words sometimes, and my mind just goes this way. And I've had people in my sermons say, Pastor, you said this, such and such. I didn't hear the rest of your sermon. I just went off. Well, that was kind of that experience that I had. But so as I was thinking about that word, I'm not going to tell you what the word is yet. I created a joke. So here's my joke. What do you call the little itty-bitty bits of french fries that are left in the bottom of your french fry bag when you're done eating them all? What do you call those little itty-bitty bits? Don't say it if you know it. If you were here last night, keep your mouth closed. You call those spectators. So, you like that? I, I, I wrote that one all by myself. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so treated we treated our staff. Some of you may be familiar with the comedian Nate Bargatze, and uh, he was in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. And we treated the staff to, to have a fun night out, and so we took took him to Nate Bargatze. So uh, and 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 uh, funny, funny night, funny guy. Uh, great comedian, and uh, we had a great time uh, laughing together. So laughter is one of those things that I think God has given me. The, he, he's, he's made, let me, how do I say this? God created me in such a way so that when people see me, they just laugh. Now, that's not really a compliment, but anyway, spectators. Worship, now we're back to my sermon. Worship, as it says here, is not a spectator <laughs> and uh, it requires us to participate. And you come in here and we talk about this fairly often about you're not here to just receive, you're here to do something. And we just saying that song. It's God's breath in our, in our lungs. So we lift up our hands and speak the praise. Worship is not a spectator activity. You're here doing something. But, but there's a whole lot more that we as the body of Christ can do together. And I'm proud of and glad for and I rejoice in the many ways that you do. But let's look through this list of ways. God is calling some of you to do some of these things. After church last night, I had a conversation with one of the guys. And, and, and he said, I wish my health is not in such a way that I can do these things. And he says, as I look over this, I look at it and I said, boy, I'd like to do that. And I, and I said, what's stopping you? And the things that he... Pastor Vaughn, I'll, I'll tell you his name after service because I don't want to put him out in front of everybody here. But what he's willing to do is the stuff that Pastor Vaughn asks people to do. And he can do that. He can do those things from his house, uh, et cetera. those things. Well, let's look at this, this list. So these are some things that God is calling. I, don't, I didn't say God may be calling some of you. God is calling some of you to participate in leading Christ the cornerstone through worship. Some of you can sing, I've heard you. Pastor Bill only asks, and this isn't too much, that if you're willing to come up here that you can sing a tune in harmony. <laughs> All right. Well, he can, he's, a teacher, he's a voice teacher. And, and if you want to take voice lessons... So that you can improve your singing, talk to Pastor Bill. I'm sure he'll find a spot. Look, he's, he's going backstage thinking, what is Pastor Roger saying now? A vocalist, ability to sing a tune in, in harmony, not necessarily able to read music. We'll take care of it. You play a guitar, a drummer, a keyboard. We need people who can help lead us. Uh, and the different times of worship. This is not a locked-down job that, that Carolyn and Debbie have. Uh, and, and, and you know, bills paid to, to give leadership, but we need volunteers, uh, people who are willing to give their time. Hospitality ministry. Hospitality is a huge part of our ministry together to prepare, reset the celebration for worship. We've got a couple people who stay after this service to to just go back through the tables to make sure that it's set up for the next meeting you got to, you got 10 minutes after after worship that you can stay stay and and do that or come a few minutes early before a service and make sure everything's set up prepare and refill the cookie trays you like cookies somebody's got to put them on the tray be a greeter. Warmly and joyfully welcome people as they come and go from worship times. Did you get that? As they come and as they go. When you have guests in your home and it's time to go home, you don't kick them out and, and go, to, go to bed and say, well, find your own way out of the house. You walk them to the door and you say, thank you for coming. It's part of hospitality. So why don't we have greeters at the door when you leave? Say, thank you for coming. We need people to do that. You can do that do those things. On Wednesdays at Hope Lunch, we, we provide uh, a, a free lunch to anybody that wants to come. Before lunch, we have a little service. We take communion together every Wednesday right here in this very room, right here. <laughs> and uh, we need people to help set that up, to help serve. And if that's something that you, that you want to participate in, you're all, anybody is welcome to come to the, our Hope Lunch on Wednesdays. We would love. I hear people saying, well, I miss the sandwiches that we used to serve. We need somebody to run our cafe. This is, a, this is a big job. So I'm not saying the first person that volunteers to cook a sandwich can have the job. I'm going to make sure you can cook a sandwich. I'm going to make sure that you can, you can clean up after yourself. I'm going to make sure that you can do this. So if that's something that you have the skill to do and you feel God calling you to do, because it is a, it's part of hospitality, it is a great thing to be able to come in here and to... And to do this. Or maybe you know somebody that can do, can do these things. Put them, tell them about it. And ask them to send their resume or right? make an application. Kids ministry. We just sent our children off. And uh, we always need people to help teach our children. And we're grateful for all those. Just just stand at the check-in table as families come in. So that we know that our, our children are safe while they're here. And if we need to contact the parents, we know how to do that. And we're getting the information just little things that need to be done. Teaching, we need energetic, loving, patient adults to impact kids in grades 1 through 3. Now, um, the people that teach the 4 through 6 class said to me, how come the 4 through 6, April, that was my question to you last night. How come there's not grades 4 through 6 on here? Anyway, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> we have teachers for it. We're not in immediate need for that. But we always need substitutes. Just help with crafts and simple, fun uh, crafts to do on Sunday mornings. And then the category of church family care. That's not, you know, sometimes we call it family care ministry. It's, it's not about just families. It's about the church family and casting a big net over everybody here because we're all part of the family. There are two ways that we work very hard to keep people connected. And I talked about that earlier in the service when I talked about engaging in our life groups, being part of a group. And, and that is absolutely your responsibility to get involved with other people so that when you go through a difficult time and you need your church you're telling people that I need my church. I've had so many people leave church because we didn't respond. Well, the question is, did we know? Did anybody know? Nobody can read minds. We can't read minds. If you need help, you need to say, I need help. And we need people who can respond to those things. So here's, the, here's one thing that you could do under our church family care ministry is to be a home visitor, visit homebound people to encourage and pray and training and instruction will be given to you. And then the church family care category goes on into the next, par- next column, but we covered that last week. Keep hold- holding on to this, keep praying about this, asking God, what is it that you're asking me to do to play my part? Again, let me repeat, as I've said, this isn't the commitment that, that you're making a commitment to spend 10 hours a week for the next three years to do this, you're asking God, if I'm asked to do this, will I seriously consider? And again, it's a way of communicating, letting the church body know this is a skill that I have that I can do. All right, so we're, we're continuing to pray over those things. Continue our series on doing your part. We're looking at doing our part by trusting all things to God. There was a boy who went to a local store with his mother. I remember going to a uh, down the road, I guess you call it a bodega. That's a, that's a city term that I never heard of before, because I'm from the country. I didn't know what a bodega was. But I guess this was, this was a little country store that was down the road from our house. You could get gas, you could get ice cream, you could get a, a loaf of bread. You know, it was kind of like your, your local grocery store. That's what, it, that's what it was, except it was out in the country and a, a little old man named Rex <laughs> was the owner of it and he was a crusty old man and I hardly ever spoke to cuz he was rough and I didn't like him but anyway you go so this boy went into a store like that and the store owner was a very kind man and he held out this big jar of lollipops and he said to the little boy go ahead stick your hand in there and get a great big handful of lollipops but the boy took a step back The man said again, go ahead, you can stick your hand in there and get all you want. Take all you want. And the boy stuck his hand back a third time. Take all you want. And the boy wouldn't do it. Finally, the store owner reached his hand in there and grabbed a great big handful of lollipops and gave it to the boy. And the boy took both hands and held them out and gladly received them. And he and his mom went out from the store. They got out to the car and mom said, why didn't you take them yourself when he invited you to do it? The little boy said, because his hand was so much bigger than mine. We've got to trust that when we ask God to do something, his hand is so much more capable to do what we're asking than ours. We've got to learn to trust God in God, and to ask God to do for us only what God can do, and when God does it, it's going to be so much greater than what we can do on our own well that's just the that's just the Introduction to the sermon, and I think that's probably the most exciting thing. And if that's the only thing you remember about the sermon, yay! But let's go to some scripture and look at some of the ways that God is doing great and powerful things and how we can trust God. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 16. We're going to read verses 16 through 24. Here's the location we're in the city of Philippi. Paul and Silas are preaching. It says, one day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Now I want to pause on that verse, keep the rest of the scriptures up there, but let's just pause on on verse 16 for a moment and say, and and I want you to get, get into the image of this girl, a slave girl. That means somebody else owns her. Somebody else is telling her where to go, what to do, and everything that she does belongs to them. And I know that in our culture we think, well, how in the world can the Bible condone that? Well, it's a different question for a different time. But but at least it was part of the culture of the time that was certainly much more accepted than we accept it today. And yes. Nobody owns anybody else. That's not what the Bible teaches. Well, but this was the situation that she lived in. The other situation that she lived in was that she was possessed <coughs> by a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Now, the the original language in this talks about It being an evil spirit, our translation this morning doesn't quite make that clear, but it is, as we see later, we see that this is a demon. This is an evil spirit that has taken occupation in this girl's life in order to equip her to do something that she couldn't do. It's a spiritual activity. We see people in our world today who have abilities that normal, normally we just don't have. And it's a spiritual activity. The, the, the literal translation of this word, uh, a spirit that enabled her to tell the future, <laughs> that is a translation of this more literal f- phrase, the spirit of a python, a snake. Now, it's easy to hear that word and think, okay, throughout the Bible, it takes us immediately back to the book of Genesis. And the snake, the evil spirit that has come and has reminded and caused Adam and Eve to question now, listen again to God's words. Did God really say this? And causes us to say, well, maybe there's another way. Yeah, this is that evil spirit. Spirit of a python. The other connection with it is, this is the city of Philippi. A highly religious area uh, from, from the Greek religions. And now it's, it's the Roman religions. The, the Greek and the Roman gods. Apollos. One of, the, one of the Greek gods whose symbol or whose temple is said to have been protected by the python. So this is clearly a reference that this girl is occupied, is controlled by an evil spirit. She is a slave. The evil spirit equips her, enables her to do something. And look what, look what the others do her. Now we're going on in verse 16, the rest of it. The next sentence says, she earned what? A lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. I was reading about this. What was that? The, the, oh gosh, back in the nineties, something fortune network, Dionne Warwick, the psychic network, psychic friends. Network. That's what it was. Remember, we see those advertisements on television all the time. Dionne Warwick was was one of the celebrities that that. that, saw that. This is exactly what the Bible is talking about. She earned lots of money for her masters. Uh, what, what I was reading about a, a news article that talked about the business of Psychic Friends Network. And it's how ironic it was that they couldn't predict their own future of the business. It was a publicly traded company. People were investing in the Psychic Friends Network, but they couldn't predict their own future. And if you invested in the Psychic Friends Network, you, 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 you gave your money to them, and at the bottom of the page it says, it says, there's no way that we can guarantee or predict the growth of your investment. But you're the Psychic Friends Network. You'd think that would be a shoe-in, right? It's a lie. Anyway, so she earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes, by the way, stay away from these things. These things are not of God. These things are not... remember Remember the beginning of my message? We need to learn to trust in God. Not other things. Pastor Bill and I were talking this week about this idea and, and about evil spirits. And, and I, I didn't come from a Pentecostal or a charismatic background, so I don't have a lot of experience with these things. Some of you have more experience than I do. So I'm learning a lot. And one of the things I learned this week, Pastor Bill said, talking about the the, 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 the evil spirits possessing being in another person's life and how this spirit controlled this woman. We're going to see, if I can stop talking and keep reading the Scripture, you will see the kind of control that this spirit had over this woman. Pastor Bill made the observation, evil spirit controls us, occupies us. We don't have a choice. This girl doesn't have a choice to behave in the way that she was behaving. But the Spirit of God... Gives us choice. The Spirit of God does not overtake our own free will. We can't. How do I know that? Because God comes to me and says, Roger, I want you to do this. And I say, oh God, let your Holy Spirit guide and control me. And it is a matter of my own will to allow the Spirit of God to lead me. But the evil does not do that. Evil takes us and evil controls us. Evil enslaves us. God does not. Jesus frees us to be who we are, who God wants us to be. And He gives us His power, His ability. We read it last week. You will do greater things than I do with My Spirit in you. We are freed when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We're not controlled. By the Holy Spirit. Well, so she earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. And she followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Look at the evangelistic proclamation that evil is making. (laughs) Remember, I said evil was controlling this girl. I wonder if she herself was thinking in her own mind, why, why am I doing his preaching? <laughs> but the evil one was controlling her. Silly evil one. God is greater. Jesus is greater. Remember that man reaching his hand into the candy jar doing so much greater than that little boy thought. God does greater. Jesus is greater. And so she was proclaiming, these men are servants of the Most High God. Now think about that phrase, the Most High God, in a culture where they're worshiping many different gods. And the evil one is saying, these men are talking about the Most High God. He's the true one. He's the one through whom there's salvation. Remember last week we read that phrase, or two weeks ago, it was through this man, Jesus, there is salvation. And it was in a culture where the whole culture was concerned about salvation, concerned about the afterlife, concerned. It was a topic of conversation. What happens when people die? That's still a conversation that people are having today. Through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness of sins. There is reconciliation with our Creator. Creator who gives us reconciliation with one another. And here's the evil spirit saying, "This man is talking about the way of salvation. He's telling you how you can be saved." And verse 18 says, "Now this went on day after day." Imagine having a message that you that you, you know, you're selling something and uh, or you know, you're, you're 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 very effective in it, but there's this guy over here He's just being a nuisance. And even though he's, he, he, he's, he's, he's selling your own product, but it doesn't work for you. it actually works for the, but for, for, for the competitor. And it's just a nuisance and you get so exasperated. Just go away. I don't need your help. <laughs> Paul gets exasperated with her. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, He didn't talk to her. He talked to the spirit, the evil spirit that was controlling her. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out. And instantly it left her. Look, we need to recognize that there are such spirits in our world today. You're here because you believe in spiritual things. You you, you wouldn't be here if you didn't. You wouldn't be here if you said... All that matters is me. When I die, there's nothing more. That's all there is. I don't have a spiritual being. But there's there's hardly a person on this earth that thinks we're not spiritual people. Even people who do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God recognize that we're spiritual people. It's easy to recognize that we're spiritual people. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we can command these evil spirits, but it is in Jesus' name. And don't try to do it. Don't try to confront it without Jesus being with you. Pastor Jonathan came up this morning, and we, uh, before at 8 05 every Sunday morning, anybody who's here helping out, we gather right here in front of the platform and we have a prayer together. And this morning I asked Pastor Jonathan to, to pray for us so that, that God might be with us as we lead people in worship today. Pastor Jonathan, I asked Pastor Jonathan to do things because I know he's got another word to share with us and and he did not disappoint me today. But I've forgotten what you said, Pastor Jonathan. I gave you such a great build-up that I can't remember, now I can't remember what I was going to say. Doing it with Jesus. We've got to work with Jesus In these things. That was his word. So Jesus is with us this morning. We're not doing it on our own power. Jesus has got that great big hand (laughs) in that spiritual world that says we can trust in you, Jesus. So this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated. He spoke to the demon and said, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her and instantly it left her. Now, look at the consequence of Paul engaging the world with spiritual warfare. In a spiritual battle, what happens? This woman gets gets delivered from this demon, but look what else happens. Her master's hopes of wealth are now shattered. Be aware that when you start living the good message of Jesus, the lies of this world are going to be confronted and ruined. And there's going to be a reaction from the world. This reaction is strong, forceful, and it's about money. We know how powerful money is in this world. Paul ruined an industry In the city of Philippi. Let's read some more. Her master's hopes of wealth. On what were these people placing their hopes for their wealth? Was it on God? Was it on their ability? No, it was on her ability. It was on the evil spirit that was in her. Be careful on whom you are relying and trusting. Her master's hopes of wealth are now shattered. And so they grabbed Paul and Silas, dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. This is the town council. Took them to court. And the whole city was in an uproar because of these Jews. And They shouted out to the city officials. officials they are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. They're breaking the law. Be aware that when we Christians start with with courage, with conviction, with determination, start living out the good news of Jesus Christ as He teaches us, the world will not like it. And they will take us to court to be able to do what they want to do. Now, I've said this before. We're privileged to live in a nation that at the moment defends our rights, our ability, protects us to do as we believe. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to be ready for that to go away. I'm not saying that it's going to go away. I'm saying that we need to learn to trust in God, not our government. We need to learn to rely upon God who is our protector, our Savior. Look, verse 22 says, A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. And they were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. Now the jailer, who was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. Word gotten around that these people, Christians who follow this man Jesus, are difficult to keep in prison. <laughs> because strange things happen. And I heard, let's, let's, let's imagine this, this soldier who has this job. His friends had the job of guarding Peter just a few weeks earlier. And now his friends are dead because they couldn't keep Peter in prison. This guy is going to make sure Paul and Silas aren't going anyplace. Good place to stop a story. If you want to hear the rest of it, keep reading. But we're going to stop right here. I've already made some of the points that I need to bring out in this. The girl possessed by an evil spirit. The the the, the result, the consequence of this uh It revealed to us in whom they trusted. They trusted their money. They trusted the girl for it. They trusted evil to provide it. The proclamation and the action of the believers of Jesus Christ absolutely transformed the society. But things got worse before they got better. And we brothers and sisters in Christ need to expect that in our lives also. These evil spirits are real. We can trust God for all aspects of our lives, including our money. What's on our coins? What what do our our bills say? In case you don't know, here's a picture. Got a picture of of it? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. There you go. In God we trust. Now, is this just a nice religious sentiment for us Americans? Or do we take this seriously? I hope we take it seriously. I think we need to take it seriously. I think we need to take it more seriously than we, than we do. How many of your credit, card, your, your credit cards actually say, In God we trust. For a credit card. I mean, I mean, at least there's something physical behind this coin. And, and I know that there's, in our economic system today, there's, there's no more gold sitting in Fort Knox for every dollar bill. We just print dollar bills. Are we really trusting in God in this? We, as a congregation, are trusting in God to provide for our disaffiliation from the United Methodist Church. And I want to thank you for your providence in that. And you know that by the end of this year, we, have, we, we, we need to pay about $400,000. And I, I announced a couple weeks ago that uh, in order to make sure that we meet the deadline for that, we have a source uh, of, of money coming in, but there's a time frame on that. We're not sure when that is coming in. And uh, Daniel, I was supposed to ask you last week or yesterday if we'd heard anything from, from that company. So I'm telling you now, just check on that and get back with Gwen. <laughs> She's the one asking the question, have we heard anything? But in the meantime, we've asked you to provide to us bridge loans. And many of you have responded. I want to show you a, a, a graphic that tells you where our progress is. Can we get that one up, Andy? And the picture of the doors, doorways to disaffiliation. And uh, we need $400,000. We've asked people to give this to us. We have received $100,000. That is in our bank already (laughs) towards this. Praise God. Praise God. And in in the next week, we've talked talked with people. We expect to to get another $81,000 this week or soon. And there are still people who have said, "I'm going to participate." I'm still talking with with my accountant or whoever, and and I'm making arrangements to do this. We still need $219,000 in order that we can get that we can pay the the, the payment that we agreed to pay by the end of this year uh, for our disaffiliation. And uh, God is providing for this, but 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 so so here's here's the we're just saying I don't have I don't have $219,000. We don't have that in our bank yet. Now, the the deal is that if you're willing to give us a short-term loan, we will pay that back as soon as we get the money from this other source that we are that we're counting on. We're, we're very, we're and, and we have a we have a plan B. And if, you, and if this is something that you've not yet thought about and you've not looked at it seriously, there's still opportunity for you. That we still have a ways a ways to go, as you can see. And uh, so, uh, now I don't want anybody to. To, to take more of a risk than you're comfortable with in this. And we're looking for money that, is, that is, has been set aside. We're not looking for people to, to give money that you, that you are depending on for your livelihood right now. We're just looking for that extra money that people have, have stashed away for other purposes and you'll get it back. Eventually, and we'll sign a promissory note. It'll be notarized. It's a it's a it's a bridge loan, a short-term loan. So if that's something, speak to Daniel or speak to me or speak to one of our elders, Gwen, uh, or any of the staff members. They can point out to who you uh, to you who you need to talk with. God. God is the only one worthy of our trust. Let me say that again. God is the only one worthy of our trust. In other words, God is trustworthy. We throw that word around. Are you trustworthy? And it it means somebody we can count on, rely on, depend on, trust this person. God... (laughs) Serving God is not walking into a candy store to get to get a bunch of lollipops. Serving God is much more difficult than that, and the things that we can ask God to, to do for us are so much greater so let 's not hesitate to ask god let 's not hesitate to pray let 's not hesitate to to ask God for healings and and you know even though i don 't have a lot of um, experience with demons and spiritual warfare. I know that I have some experience, probably more than I'm even aware of. And 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 I and I know, just because I trust God, that I have made prayers to protect somebody from evil, and God has answered that prayer. I have prayed for people to. To to, to for, for evil to get out of their lives. And I may not have looked and said, oh, this is a demon, but I have known that what they're doing, how they're thinking, what they're acting for is not of God. Therefore, it is of evil. And I have said, get it out. We need to be coming alongside Jesus and asking Jesus to come alongside us and say, Jesus, I can't do this. You do it for me. take time as we end our service this morning to just pray. And let me ask you, do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Through this man, Jesus, your sins are forgiven. That opens the way for you to say, Jesus, I need this. Come and be with me. Guide me. Fill me. And He will. And what else do you need to trust Him for? Asking for it. We have people at the prayer stations this morning, the candles in the back corners of the room, if you want to ask for healing. Last week we focused on, on healing. And, and so today we don't stop focusing on healing. And you can come here and kneel at the platform and just give your life to Jesus and say, Jesus, confess it. I've been relying on somebody other than you, God. And I will rely on you. Show me how. Teach me. I invite you to do that. Let's stand together as as Bill comes and leads us in song and we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we think about how we're going to respond to your word this morning, we need your presence to come with us. Open our minds. Give us the thoughts that will lead us to you in these next moments. Give us courage to confess that we've been relying on our own skills on our own knowledge, on our own abilities, uh, on our own plans. And, And as we've tried to accomplish our plans, God, we keep bumping into walls. It just might be you saying to us, Hey, stop. I want you to trust in me. Come, give your life to me. Surrender. Stop fighting against me. Walk with me as I walk with you. Let's pray together. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Jesus, all we want is you today. Jesus, all we need is you today.
2: your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want for blessed. I'm sorry, when I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry, when I just sang another song, take me back to where we started, I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this
1: you are all we want Lord you are all that we need sometimes I find it in my walk with the Lord that the longer that I walk with him the more complicated I make things steps of faith become much more complicated to me sometimes because I have all this experience and so because I think I have it all figured out How God is going to use me in any given situation, or what He's called me to do, and how it's all going to work out, then I confuse it. When what He wants me to do is just lay it down before Him and say, God, I want to be who You want me to be. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to do what you've called me to do. It's that simple and it's that complicated. Because once we say yes to Jesus, then we start this discipleship journey. We start this journey with him. that doesn't end until we pass from this life to the next. So today, if you don't know Jesus, whether you're here in the room or if you're worshiping with us online, you can know him before this day is over. If today you're struggling with where God wants you to be and you're calling, you can reconcile that today. We come in so often, we come into this building with stuff. When the service is over, we pack our stuff up in the same package we brought it with, brought it in, and we take it home with us. When God wants us to come and leave it. So I just want to encourage you with that word today. God, help us today to leave whatever it is that we have, that we carry to leave it here for you. Because, Lord, we know that miracles happen in our lives just because you do them. All it takes is you plus nothing. You plus nothing is everything we need. So, God, go with us as we leave today. Strengthen us and encourage us and challenge us to be the people you want us to be. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. The altar is still open for prayer. There are still folks at the prayer stations. If you're online, there are folks that can still pray with you for several more minutes. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. Have a great week.